Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. Hey Ishmael, it's good to see you, man. Um, so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Yeah, man. Well, uh, you are my first guest on the Greetings from Wherever podcast. And um, this show is all about, you know, creative inspiration, artistic expression, and kind of how you go from that point of inspiration to creating something like like you do so often and so so incredibly. And I, I just wanted to take the chance to tell you how much I I admire your work and I appreciate what you do um, and for especially the music scene and, and kind of keeping that alive um, it, it like these weird times, but I just wanted to say thank you and, and how much I appreciate what you do first. Thank you very much for having me. It's a big honor to first be your first guest and <laughs> second, I was to have a conversation with you. I always really enjoy just the conversations that we have and, just kind of getting to know you and getting to know just people in general. I think that's the main idea why I do photography to get to know people more than anything. That's so cool, man. And uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you and like, I know some of these answers already because we know each other personally, but you know, for our listeners that uh, may not know you as well so far and they want to learn more, uh, what have you been up to to stay creative during all these quarantine times? Well, it's been very, very interesting. And when the quarantine started, I I was like, man, what's going to happen? You know, everything that I thought it was my livelihood just kind of started crumbling apart. And these areas, more specifically like venues and concerts and shows, just were not happening. So I was like, what am I going to do? And... A couple of things came to mind. I was like, well, one, how I started connecting with that sense of like, why am I doing this first and foremost? And a big part of why I do photography is to connect with people. So I started asking myself, how can I translate that feeling of connection to our current times where in a way we kind of were forced to be a little bit disconnected from from well, at least physically from each other. But I knew there were still ways to be able to connect with people, especially connect with the music thing, which is a big, big part of my life. So I started doing a couple of things. One, well, actually the two main things and two which you have been part of, uh, we started um, between my friend Donnie and myself and my bandmate Carter we put together this concept called Zero Hour ATX, where we go to musicians' houses or a location for when their house is not available. And we record musicians playing maybe like two or three songs in a more intimate way in in the form of like stripped down sets, acoustic, or just very simple as comparing to their, maybe their full band or their live show. And a big part of it is because a lot of, a lot of bands, especially at the beginning, were not getting together. Everybody's limiting the amount of people that, that they were felt comfortable gathering with. So we're like, you know what, let's do it as simple as possible. Um, So we can continue well, at least myself, like continuing enjoying that aspect of live music, but at the same time being able to bring it to other people. Uh, and in a way to maintain a lot of artists relevant because it can be a very slippery slope that artists can start disappearing if, if they're not doing a lot of stuff. So I really wanted to help the community and continue like pushing the boundaries of where we are right now because we're so used to we're so used to having a scene in a certain formula, like, well, we can transform that and maybe redefine it a little bit to work the way we wanted to, and which we did. And uh, we have continued doing it 
over like what since March, I've, like the last seven months. So we have a little bit of like over 50 artists at least posted and, and we have a good amount of artists that we still have to edit the videos. But by the end of the year, we're gonna have a, a great coverage of the Austin music scene. And the second project that I've been working on is I put together a book of musicians during the quarantine. And it was one of those times where when he started, there was nothing going on. Everything kind of stopped. And I was like, okay, this is a good time where I can catch people at their home and I can do a good amount of portraits just within like a single day or two a week where I can drive around town. There was no traffic. There was no, not a lot of going on. So it was, it was a nice joyride for me to like get to know the city itself and how and where people live and, and just kind of be able to approach it in a more intimate level outside the stage. Because there's a big difference with a lot of artists between their on stage persona and who they are at the comfort of their home. And I wanted to capture that as much as I love capturing the live music. I feel that everybody can be, as a photographer, you can have access to that very easily. You can just go to a venue, photograph them. And being able to capture more intimate side of artists is something that takes a lot of trust and a lot of uh, relationship building and just kind of have like an idea in mind. And I wanted to do that. My purpose as a photographer has really evolved from like wanting to capture venues to wanting to capture more the behind the scenes of what it takes to be a musician or it takes to be a producer or I don't know, manager, whatever. I'm really more interested about those stories because that for me is something very unique that not everybody everybody has access to. And I always wanted that. And I saw it as an opportunity that like, well, I'm going to make this happen rather than waiting for somebody to give me this project and like, oh, go capture. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go capture my friends. I'm going to continue connecting with them. And for me, self, that's a nice way to get adjusted to the pandemic in a very different way because I continue having somewhat of a connection with people rather than being fully isolated. And honestly, just the, just the whole project of building something of this magnitude for me is something very brand new. Whereas of like bands create these big albums or, or they spend so much time putting together an album. For me, that was that. I was like, oh man, I've been working on these and it has taken a lot of months to be able to put together. And actually last uh, Friday, I put the draft together and was able to, I, I sent it to the print shop to be able to get some physical forms of the book to kind of just check the final details uh, in a physical form, you know, because I, I seen it digitally and I really love the concept and I want to be able to make sure that translates uh, in its best representation in a physical form. And I had an amazing team of, of friends that helped me along the way. And I, when I sent the cop, uh, the draft on, and Friday, I was like, oh, man, I would not even be this close to finishing if I didn't have uh, my friend uh, David Brandon Hall, which, you know, uh, he helped me with a lot of the editorial work of of the write-ups. And my friend Maida, who helped me out put the, the graphic design and the layout together. And I... As much as I wanted to do all by myself, I had to really lean into people who have that expertise outside photography because it ended up being a project a little bit too big for, for myself in certain, in like in those aspects. And I was like, oh, I don't have to do all of this by myself. I, 
I'm gonna rely on other people to to do the stuff that I'm not good at rather than try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, I think that's important to uh, collaborate sometimes, you know, even mm -hmm. even if you do have the time, that mentality of like, I'm going to do this all by myself and get it done myself, like isn't always the most uh, productive one. So I think that's that's a good lesson, I think, for anybody listening, you know, if you're if you're out there thinking about starting a, a, a major project is like, what are your strengths? What are you what do you not have time for that you don't necessarily know enough to to even like learn about to to get it done in time and you know what can you kind of outsource to maybe friends at you know maybe you can trade you know favors you know because i'm sure yeah. if uh, if david needed something from you i'm sure he'd feel comfortable asking you and i'm sure you'd help him out you know like i think that's yeah. that's kind of cool how how the uh creative scene seems to work that way more than more than most scenes i've ever kind of experienced or, or witness so it's it's pretty awesome to see that it, it could easily go into a very kind of competitive state but it doesn't seem to go that way or that way at least here in austin from what i've seen but you know it's um at least on the surface <laughs> but well and, uh, and yeah to uh to emphasize a little bit your point it was definitely a supportive like environment for for both of us where it could easily be turn into a competition that like, oh, especially in, in the way, uh, like David is a fellow photographer and he could either be like, oh no, why would I help another photographer kind of get it ahead? But he, he believed in my project and jumping with, with me. And it really changed the whole dynamic of going from these, uh, competitive started starving mentality to uh something more collaborative and where there's more abundance where it's like oh i'm if if i start going up i'm not necessarily going up just by myself i'm uplifting a big part of like my my crew my team and vice versa like sometimes even just I'm there to support my friends, not not as something for me, but because I genuinely want to see them succeed. And at the same time, having people that I'm able to collaborate is not only for their skill, but is a fresh perspective on the same project. And, and a big part of it is, I like people that question me, why am I doing this? Why? Like not some, I don't want somebody who agrees with me. I want somebody who calls me out on my bullshit whenever yeah. things doesn't make sense. Because as an artist, we can get really attached to projects. We can get really attached in the sense of like, this is my baby and nobody else can talk or say anything about it because you're hurting my feelings with it. And for me, it's really detaching myself from, from that. As much as uh, it is a part of me, just knowing that it is a standalone project is very important as well, because as big as these projects have turned out to be, they're just that. And as soon as they're done, as an artist, I think the best way is just not get attached to that project too much. Let it grow to a point that it can be something and then focus on something else. Yeah. Uh, I think as a creative, the process is more about constantly creating than the end result, because it can be like, oh, let's say the book doesn't work or like the zero hour stuff doesn't work, all other stuff. If that doesn't work, well, and I attach myself too much to that, that has a big impact on my own self-esteem as far as like, oh, this is not working out. Why bother? Why bother continue? Like, and I think for me, I love the lessons and the experience that I get out of like failure or out of just continually creating. Like, oh, this didn't work out. Well, cool. Let's go see where the next next one go. Rather than like, oh, this didn't work out. Like, I'm a failure as a photographer. No, like, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not attached to a project that much. It's just maybe, yeah, that thing didn't work out the way as expected. 
but what do I get out of it? You know, there is a lesson from every single thing. And for me, that's very, very important in, in a very positive way to continue creating. I don't like thinking as far as like success and failure, but what isn't it for me? I think like when I get a lesson out of everything, then everything becomes a success. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely relate to what you're saying as far as like kind of always being sort of, you know, yeah, obviously working on these projects and, you know, doing the best you can on every project you take on. Um, but also always thinking about the next thing or like multiple things at once, because, you know, like for me personally, you know, since the pandemic began, I've been putting out these videos every Friday of like a different song that I'd usually probably play at a bar or something, but I, I've just recorded myself playing in the apartment, you know, and then doing like a little minimal like Facebook boost or whatever for it, you know, trying to get it out there to get like hopefully more fans. And like, it's funny because you play at a bar or something and you're going to play to like, the maybe 30 people in there that are playing, you know, just hanging out or whatever that don't know you. There might be more people that came to see you specifically, but you know, like online you put out a video and especially if you boost it, it's like tons of people are seeing this thing. And just like suddenly Facebook, like a few days ago decided to just like, I've been putting out the same content since March and like decided to basically just ban my advertising account which is like crazy but like that's you know I I'm like fighting that now and trying to appeal it and all that stuff but like it's really interesting because like I think at a time when these Friday videos were the only thing I had going on it would have been like brutal for that to happen you know it would have yeah. been like oh my god this is the only thing I have going uh but you know now I've kind of got this podcast I've you know, been doing these live streams on Wednesdays and like, it's kind of like you mentioned, just doing different projects and kind of keeping things moving because you never know. Some just out of nowhere, your <laughs> ad account might get banned and then you're screwed, you know? So it's like, but like if, if I was just putting all my eggs in that one creative basket, I think it would, I would have been just devastated, you know? And I think uh, I'm glad I didn't have to learn the lesson that way. It's just like my mind sort of works like yours, I think where it's like, let's, do a lot of different kinds of things. And I think that kind of, um, that helps. I mean, it helps kind of help you kind of push to do different things and challenge yourselves in different ways. And I wanted to ask you too, um, to kind of go back to what you're doing. Um, I've always known you as a photographer. Like I know you sort of as like, obviously like when Fair City Fire got artist of the month in 2016, that's uh, in August, 2016, that's, you know, that's when I met you. And you were like the photographer for the Austin Music Foundation doing that, um, which was really cool. So I know you as that guy. And I also know you as the guy that posts these incredible photos of like festivals. And like you're, you're the guy that seems to be on the main stage taking photos of the headliners and stuff. And like that's so awesome. And like that's I know you as the photo guy, you know. And so like the video, at least for me, seems to be like a new medium, at least you know, from my perspective, is that, is that true? Have you been working on kind of video stuff for a long time or is that like a new no, passion for you? That, that's something that I always had interest, but it was a little bit challenging for me to make the transition. And I think uh, it took me a while because I got really comfort. I, I got really comfortable doing photography and I had tried multiple times to jump into video, but it was a challenge, you know? It was a challenge that was like, oh man, it's something brand new. Like, why am I going, like I'm having so much reward out of doing photography and doing something new felt really frustrating. And at the same time, sometimes I, I get into the cadence of, the festivals and the the festival circuits and then concerts and like it was hard for me to find free time to be able to like dedicate into into learning a new craft and when the pandemic started uh donnie and i had already been talking for maybe like a year year and a half that we wanted to do something like that and we both were busy and when one once both we were free and I was like, let's do it. This is the right time. Like I need to, I need to do it. And it's something that I'm still learning. I'm really grateful that 
I'm able to rely a lot on Donnie as, as a partner for creating these videos because he's really knowledgeable and I'm able to kind of lean on him for a lot of times. And we, we started working as a team where I'm bringing my set of expertise because I'm really good with lighting and I'm, and, and the camera like operation is not that different from like photography to videos, just a matter of translating. And I really love his editing style. And I was like, look, I want to be able to do this. And like, I feel that learning is the most, like, the best way for me to learn rather than like looking at videos all the time. So it was a mix. I, I kind of like diving into like video editing soft, software videos, but at the same time, I was like, I want a lot of hands-on. And honestly, a lot of it, I'm grateful enough that a lot of people have put their trust in me for not really having that much experience when it comes to videos, because just in the last seven months, we started in zero hour, has brought a lot of different gigs for and the video aspect. And it was something that like has been really good. It was just the right time. Everybody needs video content right now because they're not able to play live. And um, I was just like, let's do it. Um, I, I I find for my for myself, the best way to learn something is going through very intense moments in life. And I felt like the pandemic was just the prime time for myself to learn something new of that level yeah that's so awesome man i mean just like yeah it's, you're absolutely spot on right about that i mean all of us musicians usually there'd be you know you know a live show or something we'd be like okay like come get a video of that you know and it's like you know with that stuff not happening as much and you know it's it's so important to have a different kind of platform and that's kind of you know, one of the whole ideas of this show even is just like, okay, like it'd be real easy and totally understandable to kind of spiral into the negative thoughts that surround like, you know, what being a creative in these times is, you know? And I think, you know, that's, you know, that's the headlines that you see all the time, whatever you hear about musicians right now or venues or whatever, you just see, you know, obviously, the hard times that we're all going through and experiencing. But I think one thing I just don't want to get lost in, in all this, even though I totally understand the negativity and, and, and I'm right there with it. Sometimes, you know, I, I fall into that, but like, I don't want the kind of celebration of like what we're all doing to get lost like that, who we are as artists and like creatives and stuff. I want to still be talking about that and still getting that out there. And like, I think, you're doing that too. And I think that's awesome. Like, you know, all these people are still writing and like, I've definitely heard some new songs from listening to artists like that. You're taking videos on zero hour ATX. And I know they're new because they sound like they're about the pandemic or something, you know, or they're yeah. about, or they're about black lives matter or something to that effect. And like, they're, you're capturing a moment too in songwriting, which is really interesting, you know, um, and I wanted, speaking of Black Lives Matter, I know I've seen some photos of you going out to the marches and taking photos. And uh, there's one, every like, honestly, everybody should check out uh, Ishmael's uh, Instagram because it's awesome. Like, you know, you can go back and see all these cool festival photos, but then, you know, from like March on, you start to see like, you've really captured this moment. I mean, in in Austin and like, you know, it's, obviously it's like sad the reasons why these marches are happening, but I think it's so important to have that you there to kind of really capture it. And there's this one photo of uh, this guy, like just in these cool shades, they're kind of aviators and there's a reflection of the entire crowd for this March. And it's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen, like as far as like photos and like, I, I don't know where you got that idea. I, I would love to know more about that because that's just like, that blew my mind when I saw it and it was just like, everybody needs to see this. Um, yeah, I got that. I, well, not necessarily that I, specific idea, but my inspiration for a lot of the protests is 
a Washington DC photographer, Tom Benner, he, he does mainly political stuff. Uh, and one of the things that I really love from him is that he doesn't have a straight on way to capture things. He, he, his things are very like sometimes close-ups and shows very like unorthodox angles or the way he captures, there's a whole, there might not be much going on, but the contrast of the scenery tells a lot and tells a big story. So during the protest, I started following a lot of his work and I got really, really inspired. And for me, that became a goal of myself that I was like, oh, you know, there's dozen photographers that are capturing these protests. How can I show a whole different world from what everybody else is captured? And I love finding those little things that create such a big impact. That whole day, like there's a lot of stuff, just very, very normal stuff, protests, but I was looking for like, you know, how can I show this moment through somebody else's eyes? And I was like, oh yeah, through the reflection of the glass, you know? and. And it just becomes like that whole thing was like, man, just just thinking a little bit outside the box. That was like, in in a, he almost made me want to go to the totally opposite direction, you know, breaking the rules and not trying to maybe go to the straight like photojournalist approach of capturing something because. There's, there's like dozens of people that already do that. Uh, yeah, we've and, already seen that stuff before, for sure. Yeah. And for me, is regardless of what it is, and I do that a lot in music, too, that I, I want to show what is not out there, you know? And especially because for the longest time, I had to work really hard to, as much as I look, I love looking for inspiration in other photographers. Sometimes I try not to look at their stuff because I don't want to look like anybody else. I need, I started doing a lot of stuff for myself. And yeah, there's a lot of photos out there that I don't publish because I feel like, oh, this just looks so normal. And I really start looking for like very, very different approach um, as far as like angles and what do I want to show? And more than anything, what looks to me that represents that moment very genuinely. Yeah. Uh, and for me, that that was that, you know, it's the reflection of the reflection of the crowd through a black man's eyes and how he sees that because we don't understand that. We don't understand like this, we don't have the same experience as they're having. Maybe I, I, I'm able to relate as Hispanic, but for that moment, it was just those people who were at the front of the line raising their boys and challenging the status quo and how can we as an artist represent that and it's very different from like in a way like musicians that are able to write about it and put it into words and and whatnot but as a photographer like I had a lot of challenge making that level of work you yeah. know that level of work into becoming like in a way, have a message through through the photo. Tell a story, but that story has a message, and and sometimes it's, it's, it can be challenging because you you only have one frame. You know, you know. Even though as much as I love posting a set of photos, for me, it's just like, how can I tell a full story just through one frame? It's really hard. It's compared to like movies where you have like this whole like 
timeline or a song and you have a progression that you're able to, to show with one frame, it can be sometimes challenging. And sometimes I tell myself if from the whole set of photos, which one summarizes this whole experience? It's, it's funny. I mean, I think the way like musicians can relate to that thought might be uh, picking a single off the album, you know, like what, mm -hmm. what's the one that gets out there, you know? And cause you know, it's, it's like you're saying, I mean, it, and maybe not saying directly, but you know, what I'm taking from what you're saying, I think is like, you want to put that in one photo or you want to put, you know, all, all your kind of vibes into one song as, as a single, because, you know, I don't think people now especially have the same sort of attention span anymore too. And, and with right. so much noise out there, like there are so many songs coming out even now, like, you know, and it's like, or, you know, so many photos people are taking of with their phones or whatever of, of everything, you know, like how do you, you know, how do you be that thing that they just see the one thing? Cause that might be your only shot to like, you know, get anybody's attention or, you know, have anybody look at your work, like, or listen to your work, you know, and like, you know, how can I capture everything in, into one thing? And I think that's, um, it's a lot of kind of pressure to put on yourself as a creative, I think, but like, I think it's important to think about and kind of frame that way with just the way we are as consumers, you know, on online. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was blown away by that photo and I, I definitely plan if you're all right to, to share with that, share that on like the social yeah, media pages for the show and stuff. Cause I want people to see that. And, you know, uh, what's your uh, Instagram handle so people can go check it out. I, I don't know it off the top of my head is IQ three photography. Okay, yeah. So everybody go look at, at it there and all the other stuff he's been posting. It's been and incredible. Our other handle for Zero Hour is Zero Hour ATX. That's we'll great. Yeah. yeah, before I let you go, I did want to kind of like do a deep dive, as I mentioned uh, yeah. in our uh, conversations leading up to this show. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how many of our listeners have seen this yet, but... Uh, Ishmael uh, directed a music video for Jackie Benson's new project, Jackie the Robot. And, you know, one thing I, I've definitely noticed from looking at your Instagram is Jackie has been a constant sort of thing within your your photography within the last few years, at least, as she just, you know, keeps popping up. It seems like someone that you really love working with her. And it's easy to see why. I mean, she's an incredible musician, um, just super, super wonderful person and just so chill. She you know, she had been on uh, my previous podcast a few times and uh, just just a wonderful human being. Um, and not not only that, just, you know, she looks cool. Like there's all the you know, all the cool stuff going on. But, you know, you guys did this super innovative music video for her project. Um, and and like I, you know, from what I understand, you were using some sort of 360 effect. Um, and I'll kind of let you kind of explain that because I don't understand it. Like it's beyond my understanding. <laughs> it blew my mind completely. It's about 32 minutes long. I think the video yeah. and like, it's, you have to watch the whole thing because the way, the way you played with, you know, kind of the, uh, this technology was awesome to see. And I've never seen anything like it. So, so please tell me what's going on. <laughs> what is this? Um, yeah. So man, I forgot. Maybe this was like, four or five months ago that we did it. And I mean, Jack is always pushing, pushing boundaries as far as like creativity and what she wants to do. And I've been lucky enough that she has trust me to help her out in, in achieving a lot of these creative ways that she has in mind. Uh, so with this new project, Jackie the Robot, she wanted to do something definitely a little bit like different from what she usually does with Jackie Benson. Uh, she wanted, you know, it's a little bit more freestyle, a little bit more, more like unorthodox from her usual, uh, just main band, excuse me. And she was like, well, this, we have this idea and I just got, well, she got a, a 360 camera, I want to do this. What can we do? And honestly, at that point, I was like, you know what? I never done anything of these, but I'm in. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. It's a, it's a brand new project. Uh, 
you know, like I'm learning stuff and, and he just, she gave me that opportunity and we planned it out as far as like, we've seen a couple of videos where people use that 360 technology and uh, we try to focus on kind of like the vibe of the music being translated into Austin as a city. So we rig a truck to be able to have a cell phone because this this film on an iPhone that you put an attachment for 360 camera. Um, and we pretty much like put it on a handheld um, gimbal for, for the phone to as we're driving so you wouldn't get too many shakes. And we kind of plan out a route across the city was like, what what can we show to the world if they're not from Austin? What, can, what cool parts uh, can we show them? But at the same time, how can we carry those vibes of the music? And we pretty much like just experimented and we kind of planned it around, drove around town. Uh, with her just kind of hanging out in the back of a of a truck, and sometimes the focus was on her, sometimes on the scenery and the people, and a big part of like the whole creating process of the 360 was for me to really familiarize with the music, to be able to have a nice flow of the scene. Sometimes like the the music would slow down, so we would slow down the video. And then sometimes we would start speeding it up uh, and we were able to showcase like Congress, Red River, uh, Rainy, the East Side, the, some of the South Austin. And every part had like very different vibe and depending on the song, that's where we were at. And it, a big part of it was just like, all right, we have this idea in mind Let's just go with the flow, especially in the editing aspect of things that, all right, we have these kind of like infinite possibilities of angles that we can choose, you know? And I think a big part of it was like, as listening to the music, what felt good as far as like where the camera would be turning or what kind of view. Sometimes we have the like little planets. Sometimes we have these like fisheye view and everything just depends on, on, kind of like the beat and where the songs and the intensity and that that was like at least my kind of like you know trying to dissect the song and put it into pieces in a very different format yeah that's that's so cool so i guess like it sounds like the project was pretty collaborative because like you know i don't know watching it it's like if i were jackie you know putting myself in her shoes like I'd be like probably feeling pressure to like mouth along the lyrics of the songs or something like that. Yeah. But for her, she's just kind of sitting back on this, like, like this comfy chair in a, in a truck bed and just kind of getting driven around and just looking cool, kind of looking around, like, like we're all looking around at the video, which is really cool. Uh, but it's so interesting how the video just sort of does the work almost of the, you yeah. know, like the video, the scenery and the, the technology you use sort of does the work and it's, um, it's so it's so interesting as opposed to like the artist kind of, you know, being more of like, a you know, kind of in the camera singing the words or something, which is probably how I would have thought about it or because I just my brain doesn't work like that. Let me just sit in a chair and look really cool for like 32 minutes. Like, I love that. I love how how cool that is and how her brain works like that. Um, but like, I guess how collaborative was this whole thing? I mean, you kind of mentioned she like had this idea of doing a 360 video, was it like, what do we do now? And then you kind of took it over or was it like, were you guys just talking it through the whole time? How does how does something like that happen? It was, def- it was definitely a back and forth. She, uh, she came up with the idea and had the technology. And for me, it was like, okay, how can we use these? And definitely carry a big part of it on going back and forth because we have a lot of ideas. One of them was going to be using a bicycle instead of a, instead of a truck, but they were like, well, traffic and 
also too it would be a different vibe she had to like ride maybe like four or five miles you know yeah. As yeah. Compared to like uh she also is very familiar with I, and i know this sounds like obvious but like she's very familiar with the vibe of her own music uh and she knows how to own that so as far as like what you were talking about like feeling comfortable it was that that was all her you know for me it was just like and at the same time i trust her that she knows what she wants because for me i'm just in a way enabling that to happen but she's fully the creator she has already a vision she shares it to me and i'll be like okay yeah we can do this no we cannot do that like or we try to play with what we have and um and honestly i, I mean i told us when we were starting like okay this is like the first time i do this so we'll, we'll just go <laughs> with the flow and just kind of like i don't know we we went back and forth we we would have phone calls like hey we're trying to do this and like stuff like when is the best time to do it when they're picking like super early saturday morning where do we start how long do we think uh, we need to drive around in order to translate that into video minutes and kind of like things like that and She gave me all the, well, we did all the footage. And once I got it, that for me is just like, okay, do what you want. Oh, like for, like for me to do whatever I, I want, I feel like it. And I think working with her for so long, I have a sense of what she's looking for. Yeah. Uh, so she trusts me to be able to make those calls. And of course, like I send stuff and it's like, okay, this doesn't work. Kind of like go back into like the drawing board and back and forth. But I think the fact that we have become good friends more than like clients or things like that, like has opened up a different world of possibilities where we keep things very casual. And at least when it comes to the whole creating process and when it comes to executing, we keep it like very professional and like focused. She, she has a ridiculous sense of like being able to hyper focus on on things when she wants to make them those things like happen, and I try to match that level of hyper focusing on some on on like to her, you know, being able to both be on the same wavelength rather than one or the other carrying it. Like we definitely like collaborate into a lot of a lot of stuff, and at the same time. Sometimes she goes like, yeah, hey, I have this in mind. And I was like, okay, we can make this happen. And sometimes I'll be like, I want to try this out. Very, very different from what we had tried sometimes. And she trusts me as well too, because we, I don't want to like, at least my work with her, I don't want it to fall into like very predictable work. So I want yeah. I always love kind of doing very different things with her because I photograph her a lot and after a while, or like do a lot of stuff with her. After a while, like I don't want her to just be the same thing. I want to be able to kind of carry different aspects of maybe where she is even alive. Like like I said, like that emotional level has a big impact into what create on that moment rather than trying to force it into being one thing, you know? Yeah, 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 man. and. Yeah, everybody needs to go see this video for sure. It's it's something else. I'll, I'll definitely be posting uh, links and stuff for people to check it out. Because, uh, yeah, I know this is all audio, so it's funny to be talking about something so visual. But, I, I you know, maybe on Friday, because this will come out next Monday. So maybe on Friday, I'll, I'll post uh, the video or something so people can watch it over the weekend before they hear our conversation. Because I think it's uh, it's so cool. And if not, maybe pause and go watch the video and come back, you know, something like that. Uh, but it's, it's so cool. And like, I wanted to ask too, because like, you know, one reason I've never bought a pickup truck is cause I don't want everybody to ask me to like, <laughs> to use it for whatever, you know, like help me move this couch or whatever. Like, is that her pickup truck or did you guys borrow oh, that from somebody? <laughs> that, that's, that's somebody else pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the same, I have the same thing. Like uh, being from, 
South Texas, like all of my family have trucks and I've been dying to to get a truck, but I have the same kind of like question. But honestly, I think by like in the next couple of years, I'm going to get a truck. I yeah, no doubt. But it, I, like I, I can't imagine that just being another request that you get, you know, like help me yeah. move my couch. Oh, can I move you? Can I use your truck all day to shoot a music video? I don't know. It's just like so, so well, cool. The, the, the person that helped us out with with this truck, uh, John, like he's a big, big supporter of Jackie and he loved that we involved him into the video. He was he was the driver. I literally was just in the passenger seat. Once I pressed uh, record, I, I was just kind of like just figuring it out where we were going to drive, but I didn't do much. Like he was the driver. He was the one keeping up the just the right speed and he was a big part of like the video. Yeah, that's that's cool. I guess like did you guys talk about like a regular speed to keep or like was there a plan yeah. there or like cuz obviously there's safety. You don't want to like be going nuts cuz she's not like in a seatbelt or anything back there. I think we kept it like a good 20 no more than 30 miles an hour. I mean we we went through a lot of well we went to a lot of like, you know, we didn't take any highways or anything. We took like a lot of neighborhood stuff. And so, you know, we kept it pretty chill. We wanted also to drag it out as much as we could to be able to have a good amount of footage rather than, you know, speeding through everything and and, and not be able to just have enough uh, footage for, for the whole video. Because, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess we drove like about, maybe like 50 minutes. So we had like a little bit of spare footage. Um, but yeah, we kept it, we kept it pretty safe too. And that, that was a big part of it. You know, I, I, I am like, sometimes a big believer of taking like really crazy risk for, for like certain photos or certain projects, but that all depends on the level of comfort of the artist themselves. You know, I will never push anybody to do something that they're not comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a good idea for sure. Um, well, Hey, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. This is, this is a lot of fun. It's really cool to kind of any chance I get to talk to you and hang out. Like that's part of the fun of like starting a show like this is an excuse to talk to like really cool and creative people. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time. And, uh, I wanted to ask you like, you know, is there a plan for when this book is going to come out? I know you mentioned that's one of your big projects you've been working on. I know I'll I'll be in it, which is really cool. You came over and took my photo. Um, is there a plan for when that'll come out? Do you know what it's called? Um, yeah, yeah, it's, I know what it's called. So it is called "I Am Here All Day." Um, nice, I like which that. I think it was is very symbolic of the pandemic. You know, everybody being stuck at home, uh, and and the part of it, the name is. It really came from that. I, as I was planning a lot of these photo shoots, a big reply for from everybody when I'm like, "What? When it's a good time?" Everybody be like, "Oh, whenever I'll be here all day." I think that's what I said to you. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm here all day, so just stop yeah. by whenever. And um, really hoping that uh, maybe like late November, early December, or the beginning of the year, because. Well, I need, I'm getting the draft by the end of the month. And honestly, it just depends how many changes from there I have. Uh, if everything looks good, I have a friend who's doing some uh, product photography of the book and then just kind of trying. I'm, I'm putting together a little bit of like the marketing material for it. Uh, and the cool thing about the book is that all of the proceeds from that book will go to organizations that are doing uh, like social activism work, uh, whether it's like Black Lives Matter, uh, helping the LGBTQ community, venues, immigration, um, political engagement and whatnot. Because I feel that this book is a collective work from every single person that is in the book. So I know everybody's is very passionate about wanting to make the world a better place. And 
for me, that's what I give. I want to give back to the world. Like I wanted what I wanted to get out of the book. I already got it for myself. I was looking for uh, fulfillment, connection, and love, and I got a lot of that. And when it comes to the money, I want to be able to help pretty much like everybody else, you know, help yeah. out what everybody else believes in and just put it out there. I think the world is at a place where as a collective, we are working towards something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this year has been a big, you know, reminder and, and a pusher of that. It's like, we need to take care of, just everything going, you know, I think it's, it's been, it's been, you know, obviously a lot of things, a lot of different emotions kind of seeing what's going on in the world. But, you know, I think just like, if nothing else, it's like, Oh, we all got to do something, you know? And I think yeah. it's so cool that you're, you're doing that. And uh, I think it makes me feel even better having like taken part in it, that you're, you know, giving the money back like that. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be super happy to be promoting the hell out of this thing when it comes out and helping to kind of spread the word. Cause you know, you do great work and I can't wait to see it myself and have it, uh, have it on my bookshelf, you know, and, and check it out every once in a while. I think it's, it's pretty amazing, man. Uh, Maybe something yeah. to bring uh, to emphasize on the book, because I don't think, uh, so the book is a collection of uh, musician portraits throughout the quarantine uh, most of them are at their home. Every portrait comes with a story of how the COVID-19 pandemic had an impact in, whether it's on a personal level, artistic level, uh, existential level. And it's just pretty much a set of stories from 118 artists in Austin. Wow. and. Yeah. All of them come with a like a portrait, and you know, just one. Pretty much, I, I'm I'm capturing a a piece of time into that book. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I I so appreciate everything that you do, and uh, everybody needs to go follow your Instagram handle, and and uh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, your website as well, of course. Um, and, you know, just kind of keep an eye on what Ishmael's doing. It's it's so cool. And you're always doing new things. So I'm sure <laughs> even by the next time we talk, you'll have some, you know, crazy new project that, that I would <laughs> never even have thought of. So that's uh, so cool. And it's so exciting. And uh, I wish you the best. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for inviting me. This has been such a pleasure, even more being the first. Yeah, first man. The podcast. <laughs> and I wish you a lot of success. Um I love these kind of conversations between the local community, between artists, and I'm really glad to be to be here and to be with you. All right, man. Thank you so much, right. man. Thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. To support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Music, or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.